Son of a gator's due to Mike. Here we go! He's killing it. Watch out! He's so in love and he's mad about it. Mad love. That's why we say... Come on, man. You already know. Mad love. From my head back I see the mountains touching the sky She looks at me with her golden hair And the voices sing out Take me home and the red rocks Hold us tight Aspen speak to me in the breeze And one day when I'm gone My words will be written in stone As the world outside is crumbling My brother's shipping off to war I'll sing for you about the peace I feel When I'm lying with my lady friends All around and we're cheering For the stars This is the place where I belong It's a feeling I've never known Aspen speak to me in the breeze And one day when I'm gone My words will be written in stone I'd do anything to fly like the eagle above me I'd give anything to feel that free I'd do anything to get a little closer to the sun And be as alive as I can be I'd do anything to get a little closer to the sun And be as alive as I can be This is the place where I belong It's a feeling I've never known The Aspen speak to me in the breeze And one day when I'm gone My words will be written in stone John McDonough I think I said it wrong. I told him I'm going to mess it up all day. Um, But that was a really great song. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about a lot. But first, I just want to introduce John as an artist that um, has been doing it a very long time. Austin, Texas. Uh, 
The show spanned about five decades of hits combined with unique originals. John's acoustic guitar work, passionate vocals, and personal lyrics result on modern singer-songwriter sound rarely heard. Now, I can sit here and do the whole bio thing, but there's so much comparison that people have surrounded you with. Um, Elton John, Harry Chapman, you know, this This is a lot. James Blunt, uh, so much, I'm sure that this is inspirations of yours as well. Um, but, hey, everybody, let's introduce John McDonough in the building right now on QSA Radio. How you doing, John? I am good. I am very good. And that was a perfect pronunciation. I did it. I'm telling you. But okay. <laughs> okay. You, well, you nailed it. I'll try that. I'll try that. So, John, you've been doing this. Um, and a lot of people don't understand when uh, music really doesn't have an age, right? It's timeless, right? Especially when you're doing it well. How long have you been doing this, and what made you even pick up the guitar? <laughs> Uh, I've been performing as a professional for, uh, oh my gosh, at, at least 30 years now. 30? Uh, about, uh, probably about 30 years. Yeah. Now, Ooh. and it hasn't always been, so. it's, you know, like, it hasn't always been a full-time job. It's uh, often been a part-time job, depending on other things I was doing at the time, whether I was in college or whether I was working. It has been full time for the last eleven years, though. Okay, and uh, and it's been great. But I've been doing it a long time. And, so uh, wow! So you're telling me eleven years, just the last decade, has been just income, right? That's right. And wow, that's amazing! And it took twenty years to get there. <laughs> that's right. That's oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Work hard, people. So perseverance. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's uh, what it's all about. Oh, man, which is outstanding, and it's great. Uh, do you know, um, you know, did you figure out what took you so long to get there, to that to that money? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, a lot of things, a lot of things. I mean, part of it was, um, you know, I, I wasn't secure enough within myself to really go for it when I was younger. Okay. That was part of it. Um, I mean, I would have bad gigs and I would get very easily discouraged and down and be like, this isn't worth it. You know, there's other things I could be doing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I would come and go a lot in the music. I mean, depending on how hard I was working at it, because I would get, like I said, discouraged from those things and get frustrated. Um, so that was part of it. And then, um, that that slowed me down honestly if that if i had been more secure within myself i think i could have uh you know worked harder at it in the beginning but instead like i said i would get discouraged and go do other things and then come back to music because music truly is my first love okay and then of course it's just you know it's just a lot of years of experience and um and and getting better you know it's a it's a tough field and so you've got to be especially if you're in austin texas you have to be very good at what you're doing to uh yes. you know to austin is um, rough yeah right as much as people think is nice down there <laughs> that's right it's that's rough. right that's right that's right <laughs> 
So, you know, it's easy. I, you know, it's easy to look back and go, I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd done this, but this is what it is. And this is where I'm at. So it's, it's, but it's okay. You know, it's fine. So I've noticed something that's kind of big. Maybe you can uh, clarify on this 2020, not only kind of like set you back, right? Um, And you're already in this 10 years um, of music is, is, is the income. Mm-hmm. And 2020, you took the time to get better, and you've already been doing it for so many years. Like that takes a lot because so you know after a while you know it's, everything is working, everything is this. We're getting gigs, we're doing this, and then 2020 happens, and you know musicians, artists all over the world waiting for things to calm down, um, and then you're just like, I got to get better. Like, how, 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 where was that place? Like, was it loneliness? Was it something? I, I, cause I feel like everybody tried to do that, but then they still came out the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, obviously 2020 was a weird time for everyone and, uh, and a tough time for everyone. Yeah. I almost hate to tell the story because I don't mean to be insensitive to other people, but it was a, it was actually sort of a good thing for me. Um, you know, in Texas, I was, uh, you know, I was working very hard, you know, and as, as a musician, you can be fairly isolated. You know, it's a lot of alone time working. And, um, and so when this happened, I have a little RV that I travel around in. I go on tour every so often, which That's is awesome. fantastic. Super it's awesome. A, it's a lot of fun. So when this happened in 2020 and all my gigs dried up and everything, I, I have family in Illinois that I'm very close with, especially a, a little sister and her 10-year-old niece. Okay. So I loaded up the RV and said, I'm going to Illinois. There's no point in me sitting here down here in Texas by myself, you know, because of COVID and everything. Yeah. I couldn't even get out and see the few people that I, you know, would normally socialize with. So I'm like, I'm getting in my RV. I'm going to Texas and I'm going to be with my family because I'm always missing them anyway. And, and, um, and actually it was sort of a boost for me to be with them. I normally, you know, I would go up and see them for a week or yeah, two yeah, weeks yeah. or whatever. This was, so I came up for like two and a half months. Um, I went back to Texas to do some things in a few weeks, literally like in about 10 days, turned around and came back to Illinois for another two months. And my niece was in school, you know, doing home, you know, doing the online the remote stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would go to on my RV and I would practice my guitar pretty much, you know, all day while my niece was in school. And then I would spend the rest of the time with her and my sister doing whatever we did. And uh, it was actually so spending time with them actually sort of fed me and, you know, motivated me. And uh, it was fun for me. And and uh, and so and for the first time in a long time, I had no gigs. I had no pressure of anything. All, and so I just was able to focus on my guitar playing, focus on reworking songs that I thought needed to be better. Ooh. And um, and I and I enjoyed the time because I was also having such a good time with them when I was with them that, you know, five or six hours that I was spending alone working on music then was, you know, I enjoyed that as well. So it's, it's weird, but it sort of turned out to be a good thing, you know? Yeah. You Um, know, I can, I can, I can sometimes relate to that. Um, I think we talked about my profession 
like my real time gig and, yeah. <laughs> and um staying home staying with family meant so much cuz it's different like all right bye got to go do something i got a dream i got to go chase it real quick and but staying home and dealing with a lot of things cuz not all of it is good <laughs> not all of it is good like why'd you slam the door the slam the door slams the same for so many years <laughs> but um very good very awesome to hear this is why i brought that question up because this is the place where i belong i have a I, you got to tell me about this song because there is a lot in there like when it, where do you categorize your your music country folk kind of like you know in between it's yeah it's always it's always sort of hard and frustrating to do this but i always like i always say well deep down i'm a singer songwriter now the only thing i don't like about that is sometimes singer songwriters can be really mellow and i like to think of my music as having a little bit more energy than a traditional sort of mellow singer songwriter yeah so um you know, I so sometimes I'll say acoustic rock, folk rock, you know, or okay. singer songwriter with a little bit of an acoustic rock, you know, thing going on. So that I would do it like that. Okay, okay. So lyrically, this is the place where I belong. Kind of was to me a song where that it's all right. Wherever, whatever, with everything going on, I'm I'm thinking about that, but I'm I'm good right here, something like that. I mean, it might sound as simple as it it is. There's a lot in in that song, and a lot of stuff that you know touched me, um, especially when you're talking about you know, they're they're sending people off to war, all this other stuff, stuff that's still going on. The divide, of course, 2020 was a very big exposure to what was going on in the U.S. Um, what was what was this song? What was you trying to do? Because the writing in this, people can just take this anywhere, and that's and that's where you want to do as writing. But what were what were you trying to do? Well, well, I'll tell you. It'll be interesting. Uh, I and I hope it doesn't sort of spoil it for you but um the song is actually about john denver wow and it, and it's, what the fuck <laughs> and it's it's actually an older song oh so, okay yeah so the other thing that happened with this time off was i always wanted to do an acoustic cd and mm. like i said so during these six months where i was with my family up here in illinois but you know i I spent a lot of time just sort of working on my guitar skills and also reworking older songs that, you know, I thought were good, but I thought I, I could tweak them and make them better. And so I did that and I got done with that and I realized, you know, this is a good time to record an acoustic CD. So I have, you know, cause I have this downtime to do it. Okay. So all the songs on the CD are older songs that I either had reworked or that I just wanted to record acoustically cause I'd always wanted to do an acoustic CD. So th that song is about John Denver. It's off of a previous CD called Surrounding Colors. Okay. And um, that and and how that song came about is um, 
I used to live in Colorado as a young kid, loved it. Uh, we lived out there during the height of John Denver's career. So, you know, we, he was always on the radio. We always listened to him. Um, and I did a trip to Aspen a few years ago, and I hadn't been there for a long time. And, uh, you know, that's where John Denver lived. And, and they built a sanctuary for him out there. And I was just really moved by being back in the mountains. I love the mountains. I love uh, Colorado. And uh, I was very moved by the sanctuary. And I came back to Texas. And um, and so I just wrote the song about him, you know, because I, I always- John Denver. I'm over here getting emotional. It is John Denver. <laughs> what? Well, the, but the good news, when I write songs, I do try to write them a little more universally. You well, know? yes. So like, okay, that's good. So, so I'm, if you, I'm, then I'm safe. You're safe, you know, because <laughs> because I wouldn't really expect anyone to know that's about John Denver, and I would want people to find their own meanings in in the song. Yeah, you know, that's good. Um, and so I, you know, I purposely try to keep it a little vague so people can find their own meanings. But that's actually how the song came about. This is what happens when you've been doing this for thirty years. Okay. <laughs> If you guys didn't know, we're talking to John McDonough. Did I do it right? You did. I'm doing it. it I, I'm getting points today, people. <laughs> two for two. That's right. Um, we're talking to John McDonough. We're talking about his acoustic uh, CD that he just uh, got. But he did re uh, talk about previous releases. Um, you did have Dreams and Imagination, Surrounding Colors, as you mentioned, and Can You See Me Now? Um, they all re received great reviews and airplay all over Europe. Like, this has to be the internet's work because when was the last time you went to Europe? <laughs> yes. Well, I have a couple promoters over there that do a great job for me. Nice. And uh, and uh, I, I, I have not been over there in a long time. And I love Europe and I've been there several times, but I've not been in uh, a few years and I'm dying to get back and play music over there. But the promoters have done a good job for me over there. And so that's how. And, you know, acoustic music still really resonates over there. I think it's even more so than here in America. And you know what? Um, I, and and I've, I've just not to cut him off, but the traditional music that we love, right? Like that authenticity. Uh, yes, it can get to pop one day, right? We always want to be a pop star. But... Um, the traditional of the tradition of music and it, it just resonates in 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 because they're listening to like old hip-hop they're listening to like old country stuff that we're kind of like ah oh, yeah you know that's cool and stuff how about the new stuff but you know they're they just love it it's just something about keeping tradition to me with yeah. them yeah i've been to europe a few times yeah i'm just sitting there like really frank Sinatra, really? I left. I left the states, but I I get it. You know, I get it. And and I got some people right now in in Europe in the chat. If you guys want to ask questions to John, make sure you guys go ahead and do that. Okay, don't be too shy. All right, don't do that. Um, but yeah, not to cut you off, but yes, it's outstanding. Extremely um, enough reviews to get you out there. Um, and also getting on American radio charts. That's that has to be something like as soon as things got serious, you kind of didn't expect. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's something. It's something. It's working, right? 
When yeah. was it that you took it serious, though? See, there's there's a serious and there's a serious, right? Because I remember before we talked, uh, before we got on the air, we talked about the struggle of an of an artist that no one sees. Mm-hmm. Do, do, how did you overcome those, yeah. and what was what were some of those those really bad times as a musician? Well, well, so, and here's what happened. So I was working as a, a psychotherapist for many years in Texas and doing music on the side. Okay. And, and for a long time, that was great. I was very happy with that, you know, um, set up. I was, and I was, you know, really into being a therapist and, and it was great. I need um, therapy. Okay. We'll talk. About and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, but I hit, I started to hit a point where I was getting burned out and um and i just was like i just you know i just was really burned out it was and that was happening right about the same time i have a sister up here in uh illinois and she's single and she really wanted to have a baby and so she got pregnant with artificial insemination so all the stuff happened about the same time so i said okay i'm gonna take six months off of therapy i'm gonna go to illinois and help my sister with this baby okay and then i'll come back to texas and i'll go you know i'll get back into it well, two things happened. One is um, I got so attached to this baby. I never expected that <laughs> to happen. And uh, and six months came and went real fast. And I was like, I'm just not really ready to uh, go back to therapy. I don't want to do it yet. So I decided to spend so another six months. Uh, and I basically I spent the first year of my uh, my niece's life up here in Illinois with them. And a year came and went, and I still didn't want to go back to therapy. And it was, it was actually a very, it was sort of a depressing moment because I wrapped so much of my identity up in being a therapist. I'd worked hard to become a therapist. And, and, and for the first time in my life, I was sort of lost. Like I, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do or what I exactly really wanted to do. I just knew I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. But after that, that year, it was it was tough it was difficult in the beginning after the end of the year when i realized okay i think i'm done with being a therapist and the only thing really calling my name was music and that's when i when you say when you went from serious to really serious yes that's that's when that happened because i was like well if i'm gonna do this full time and it's gonna be the only thing i do then i have to really like do it 110 percent and so that's when I took it up a notch and started really working on my craft and really working on playing live and, um, you know, making CDs and having promoters and doing all that stuff. So that's when it went from being serious to really serious. So, so you're telling me you took a break, fell in love with your niece, which is lovely. Shout out to the uncle life. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because people don't understand the uncle life, right? Yes. It's 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 serious. It's the best. You can, <laughs> when you get tired, you can give back the kid, right? Like that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, what what what's what's really getting to me is the first thing that you said as soon as you said you took it serious, started working on my craft. What were some of those things that you knew you had to like work on? Other, you know, I don't, I don't know what craft is, right? It could be, you know, ingredients. It can be adding things, people, you know, what what was, what was a craft to you? And I'm saying this because I have so many, um, 
musicians that listen in and I just want them to learn from people who are actually doing this for a living and not doing this as a um as a battle rap uh, situation <laughs> but that that's well, why and and not, not only that because I, I still want to know what's what's craft mean to you so for me when uh it meant a couple things and one was uh i started working on my guitar playing i mean i played guitar forever but i started taking lessons again and started really trying to become a more accomplished guitar player I always felt pretty comfortable with my voice. I was more, I was like, I need to become a better guitar player, especially because I do a lot of solo gigs when it's just me. So I felt like I had to get better at the guitar to, uh, to keep people interested for two hours. If it's just me with a guitar. Nice. And then the other, and I, the other part of my craft was becoming a better songwriter. I wanted to write a better songs. And also becoming a better performer. And, and I, that's where my attitude changed a lot, too. Instead of when I would go into those difficult gigs where people maybe weren't paying attention or, you know, I felt like I was really background music. Instead of putting it on them, I started putting it more on myself. Like, what can I do to get the people more into it? Yeah. What can I do to make this a, a better night for myself? Um you know, and and so those those were sort of the three things that I started focusing in on with my guitar playing, songwriting, and becoming a better performer. One of these moments that you decided to talk about, I, I caught the vulnerability was the confidence. Okay, because mm-hmm. some insecurities take over things, right? Even like when you're scrolling on Facebook or something, like you you just kind of like ah, like and just got to control that you got to get back in your senses go put on a disney movie or something like you got to like distract yourself was that was that some of those things too for sure 100 percent, and especially with the live gigging that was a big one where i i had to be able to come home at the end of the night and not feel so discouraged and not want to give up i mean come home at the end of the night of a bad gig or be in the middle of a bad gig and not feel discouraged, not want to give up, um, and 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 instead be like, okay, what can I do to make this better next time? What can I do to be better so I don't have this experience again? You know, um, and I think part of that's just sort of age and maturity, and you know, becoming a you know more know. secure person. I don't know. And <laughs> and part of it was actively working at it, and and actively like trying to uh improve that situation and then and then and that's 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 key and and i'm talking to the artist now but i'm talking also about john's um kind of like hump over where it it, it is about um you know building and rebuilding your craft you took a break from almost everything to be an uncle which is mm. i'm sure everybody in the family loves you um, this thing about, you know, I noticed things, right? I, I, I didn't want to get into it, but I have to, like, are you usually the tallest person in the room? Like, this guy, you're, I can pass you the ball right now, Jay. I could do that right now. Alley-oop. <laughs> Is that one of the, cause, 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 cause let me tell you, cause I'm gonna tell you why, right? Because I'm from like, I'm a nineties kid, right? And I can always tell by shirt sizes, right? So that was one. Another thing is, it was was 
was your height also part of your insecurities, which is usually not for some people? No, I would say no. I would say uh, that my height was not. <laughs> I had many insecurities, but my height was not one of them. <laughs> but it, but but, was, but are you usually the tallest? Um, well, I have a brother who's almost six six. So no, I'm not. okay. Nice, <laughs> nice. But you're right. No, yes, I am actually. Yeah. You're right. I am not when I uh, when I look up to people, it's sort of weird to me because I'm not used to having to like, oh like literally look up to people. Okay, big shout out to everybody listening. If you guys didn't know John <laughs> McDowell, Donna, oh, I messed up. All right, I got it. Uh, so we're talking about you know our um, John's uh, past on on uh, especially like taking music serious. Uh, now we can go back so many years, uh, but that'll bring back like the open mic days. That'll bring back like the not knowing, um, bringing in people, right? Was that something that you you didn't want to do at first, and and then and then you went ahead and you was like, you know what? I need I need help. I need help here. That person can do that. This this guy, you know, I don't I don't want to use my phone for a video or the camcorder because we all had a camcorder. And I don't want to place it right there and think I'm emotional. Like, I want a videographer to do this. When was it that you was, like, comfortable to bring people in? That's so funny that you say that. Uh, and, and that's so <laughs> true because that was one of the – another aspect of me being insecure, which I look back on now and I just roll my eyes because that was so ridiculous. <laughs> but, like, when I first got my uh, – one of my – when I first promoters – I would be embarrassed to ask questions because I didn't want to look like I didn't know things about the business, but that's why you have a promoter. I mean, because I don't know things about the business, you know, you have, that's why these are people here to help you. So, um, you know, so now I'll ask questions to anyone, you know, and, and to learn anything I can, but I look back on that and think, Oh my God, that was so ridiculous. So again, I think it was just a matter of becoming secure enough, um, you know, with, with myself and with my own abilities to be able to ask the questions and not worry that I was going to look stupid or look like I didn't know what I was doing. Because the truth is, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, it took me, it took me a few rounds of putting CDs out to, to sort of figure things out a little bit. <laughs> you know, and I just, not to, you know, keep it there, but I just want people to know that there is an end to that. And you have to find that. You have to find that kind of direction. And I'm not talking to John. I'm talking to the audience of, of those who are unsigned artists. You have to find the end of thinking you can do this by yourself. Because you cannot. This takes a lot. If you want to get played in Europe, in your sleep, you have to know somebody in Europe. You cannot. You, no one's staying up. If you're not up, they're not up. I cannot take orders from anybody who's sitting at home. I just can't do it. And I can only imagine those who are working for artists, they have to know the artist is serious. And not only that, benefit themselves, which if they don't believe in your talent, they're not going to help you. And that's and that, that's a good point. And actually, you know, it, when I started asking the questions and started being like, what can I do to make this better? What can I do to help you? What can I do to, you know, what should I be doing? The promoters actually like that because that shows that you, you know, you want to be involved and you want to do everything you can. It's actually 
and that actually benefited me, you know, not, not made me look bad. It made me look better because the pronoun was like, okay, this guy's serious. So what we're going to do is going to take a little break real quick. Uh, we're going to John McDonough's, uh, this is, uh, your love sets me free, right? Your love sets me free kind of got me. I kind of played it a few times on air, off air in the gym. I play music in the gym. I don't understand why I'm doing this to myself, but, and, and the reason I say that is because when you're in the gym, it's like, you got to listen to some curse words or, <laughs> or like people screaming or like beeps going nuts. And I'm over here like, ring, like, yeah. <laughs> like we're going to talk about this song right here, what it meant to me. And of course, uh, how how you decided? Because something about the third song for me in the, in an, in an, in an album, the third song it just keeps you there. This was one of them. Your love sets me free. John McDonough on QSJ Radio. Drop your bags and lay me down. Welcome home. Heaven can wait. Let's raise this glass together. Horses run and flowers grow We'll beat this drum forever And it's your love that sets me free Here comes the song without a minute of sleep You know everything I think and feel It's your love that sets me free I smell your hair I pull you closer as we lay here In your eyes I'm young and alive You promised me our time's yet to arrive I just want to be in your arms For every sunrise And it's your love that sets me free Here comes the song without a minute of sleep You know everything I think and feel It's your love Sets me free John McDonough Your Love Sets Me Free Available right now All streaming platforms um, If you guys want the link Please uh, let us know in the chat and we'll get that to you uh we do have some questions in the chat but before we get to the questions in the chat um so that song kind of took me in a in a spiritual way um to connect with something right someone uh a time um uh nick's out of the uk says beautiful song everybody's been throwing uh emojis and emotes you know what those are you're not too old for that right <laughs> so, so well thank you nick and thank you everyone i appreciate that the um i think uh az az bella out of uh chicago she also gives a, a heart what was the song what was the song for you it's it almost started as if it was a cover it would, like what 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 what's this song about 
Well, it's uh, yeah, I don't I don't write many love songs or I say lack of love songs uh, either way, because I just feel like, you know, there's so many out there. And frankly, I sort of get bored with, you know, how many songs can you write? Any love songs or lack of love songs? You know, how many can you write? I get sort of get bored with that. But this is what I wrote, obviously. Uh, it was about a guy that I was uh, had um, really, really strong feelings for. Nice. And uh, unfortunately, uh, and it was it was sort of based on uh, we had a really good week um, and uh, a really good night. Uh, unfortunately, the relationship didn't work out. But instead of sort of focusing on the bad, I just wanted to sort of focus on that small time of uh where i felt you know and i haven't really felt this ever but uh because it was so good i felt free to just do whatever i wanted and or and which which was like sort of nothing you know i mean wow (laughs) and what i mean by that is normally i'm worried about where is my career where should i be living where should i be doing this and when I was with him for the short time that was so good, none of that stuff mattered. And I felt free um, because I didn't have to worry about all that stuff. And it just sort of like, you know, whatever happens, happens, but it doesn't matter because I'm so happy with this person. Wow. I'm sorry that didn't work out. Well, thanks. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't know there was a lack of love songs people let's get serious he did tell me that but anyways <laughs> the 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 part where it was like heaven can wait right that that that's something like that's force field around you kind of like wow that was a good time i can mm. just that was a good time and yeah I really want to thank you for sharing that and the way you wrote that. No one would have known. I was connecting. Nick's she's she's talking about how she's she was thinking about her late husband. Mm. And during that chat uh chat right there, uh Asia and Bella again, it, it it took me to a peaceful, beautiful place. It's a beautiful piece. Well, thank you. And that and that's a good way to put it, because that's how I felt when I was in it. It's very peaceful, like I said, and that, where, like I said, I, I don't know where I should be living, but it doesn't matter. I don't know what I should be doing with my life, but it doesn't matter. I'm just so happy in this moment with this person that all that stuff doesn't matter. You know, and, it, and like I said, I felt free. Well, guess what? You got a love song. Sorry. So, <laughs> that, oh, this is this is a love song. That uh, was you know, that was really uh, yeah, nice. No, I'm telling you. No. Can you imagine? I'm in the gym and I'm like, free. Like, what the fuck was I? Anyway, anyways, Apollo, Apollo, uh, he says he's so grateful he just tuned in, but he does want to ask a question. Uh, what prompt John to write some of his own personal favorite works? Well, I've always loved to express myself through writing. Even as a little kid, I would write short stories and things. Uh, I always love to tell the story. When I was in fifth grade, I think, uh, I had uh, my teacher every so often would do creative writing, you know, where for an hour we would do creative writing. 
And everyone, every time she would announce it, we're going to do creative writing for the next hour, the whole class would moan and groan, and I would be the only one that was so excited. Hype, to yeah. it. <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, so I just, I've always loved to be able to express myself with creative writing and that's, uh, and so obviously songwriting is just a perfect outlet for that. That is, that is so that there you go. That's your answer. Apollo. Thank you so much for that question. Next out of the United Kingdom, uh, what would like to ask, who would you like to duet with? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, and such a hard one to answer because obviously there's so many great people, but there's always a couple that pop into my mind, first of all. And uh, one of them is Billy Joel. I've been a big Billy Joel fan for a long time. I just think he's a phenomenal songwriter, a phenomenal piano player and singer. But more than that, I've heard, I've listened to lots of interviews with Billy Joel and I think he's, I think he's very smart and he's very funny and very engaging. Uh, and I just think that I would love to spend a night with him and just like listen to him and talk with him because I think it'd be a lot of fun on top of being you an can't amazing create, experience. Listen, listen, John, you can't create music going like this. Like, yeah, right. You, you can't, you can't, you can't create music <laughs> just listening, but I get it. And AZ, she agrees. I love the piano, man. Love piano. Oh. Everybody's going crazy. I adore him, especially innocent, man. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh my God. He has so, I mean, so many songs. I, I just, I would love to pick his brain on his songwriting and his recording experiences. Um, and like I said, I think it would be so much fun to pick his brain because I just think he seems like a very funny, engaging person. Really nice. Really nice. Thank you guys so much for your questions. If you got more questions, keep it up. We're out here. Um, I'm going to ask um, John, why do you wish you can fly? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's, it's another example of feeling. Um, I mean, there's just been lots of times where I have felt um, sort of trapped, but trapped in a way of like trapped, like this is my career. Is this what I should be doing? This is where I'm living. Is this where I should be living? not feeling totally content in my life and in myself. And, and so, you know, obviously being able to fly is a metaphor, but for being able to just sort of, you know, leave all that behind and start somewhere new or go, uh, or that feel free instead of feeling trapped. And so um, that's where that came from. <laughs> John McDonough. I wish I could fly on QSJRadio.com. How much longer can I stay out here? You kiss me, then push me away. And all the stares and all the tired questions, they won't go away. I walk alone and I see the hungry eyes ready for tomorrow's play. I've been running my whole life I wish I could fly And I've been running my whole life I wish I could fly I've dodged the bullets I've stared the headlights down And I'm Oh, 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 oh. And I've 
been running my whole life I wish I could fly And I've been running my whole life I wish I could fly I dodge the bullets I've stared the headlights down And I'm ready to trash this crowd John McDonough. So yeah, what what this acoustic thing? I'm sitting here like you're in the Illinois, you're in an RV, you're writing all these songs. Where's the studio? Like where where is this beautiful music being made? Because this there's got to be a secret to this. Don't tell me it's in the RV. Oh, God, no. So I'll tell you. So I have a a friend and a producer in Austin, Texas, who I've worked with for um, several CDs now. He's fantastic. And um, and so I went back to Texas after this, like, six months of hanging out in the RV with my sister. And um, and I recorded the CD with him back in Austin at his studio. Nice. And um and so yeah, so that's how that happened. Okay, great. No no living room disasters. Okay. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> Even no. though we all had that. We all had that. <laughs> <Right>. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to everybody. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not I'm not a great like I love being in the studio because I love to record the songs and I love to bring in other musicians and listen to what they can add to the song. I don't really enjoy the technical aspect of the studio. Um, I'm not into that part of it. So I need someone else to do that because I don't want to think about it. I don't really want to deal with it. I just sort of want to, I, you know, I let him set up the mics. I let him do all the stuff that he needs to do. And I, I just say, let me just play my guitar and sing. And, uh, and, I, and I trust him to make it sound good. <laughs> if, you, if you guys go ahead and, and Google John, you'll, you'll find out that, you know, he's kind of been in very big high places in his career. What were, what were some of those highlights in your career that, oh, yes, this is good. I'm, I'm, I, I don't really care if whatever benefits me after this. This is really good. Like, what were some of those moments? Uh, one of them was um, I played a festival in Milwaukee. It was either two or three years ago. What am I? <laughs> Karen, they're talking about Milwaukee. Go ahead. <laughs> and it was, it's called Bastille Days. And um, it's a big festival. Uh, the, the, the pandemic has made me get my time frame all mixed up. So I think it was three years ago. But anyway, uh, I was on a really good stage. And, um, and I, I, all I could, I could see people for as far as I could see. And I've never played in front of that many people. And, uh, and it was, it was so much fun and it was so exciting and festivals are really fun. Anyway, everyone's just in a good mood. Everyone's happy to be there. Um, you know, it's fun to hang out with the other musicians. It's fun to hang out with other, the people that are just there. And, uh, 
And so that was definitely a highlight. I was, it was, it was, uh, it was a great experience and it was a great festival. And, uh, and I just got lucky. I think I was on a great stage at a good time, tons of people. And uh, it was, I still just have such good memories of that day. And being the tallest one at the <laughs> festival. Okay. Let's remind people of that. <laughs> festivals oh my god i cannot wait right like let's go back there i don't care like it doesn't matter if i'm there for an hour or two my thing is live music live fun and no one really comes with the bs they don't we're we're, we humanity at its best right yeah one of these songs and i'm telling you i chose the wrong album to go to the gym with it was chest day okay and <laughs> it was chest day. <laughs> I can't I can't tell you guys. I I love this song right here. I'm just gonna go into it. I don't need a rundown. I need people to hear this because I know as we grow, you only want one more day to say goodbye. heard it you know it was off the title and had to go off of that you know how people just judge it's whatever right and and then it started like a breakup but the way you're writing it 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 just deepens it just deepens i got Lori out here from new jersey saying okay john i'm tearing up you did your job great song like thank you Lori. thank you (laughs) it's like crazy nix is over here nix is balling nix is it's, it's one of my deepest followers, you know, she had a late husband, always thinks about him all the time, and, you know, she, mm. she use, utilizes us to, to vent, curse people out, I get it, she's angry, and um, but she's bawling right now. Those words, these things, like, it sounds like a breakup, but then it's not a breakup, and then it, it you know, it's just so much. I do want to know the history of the song. Sure. Um... 
But I don't. Because <laughs> if I find out it's John Denver, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm, it's not about John Denver. I can I, tell you that. I'm telling you, I'm leaving right now. Like I promise you, it's not about John Denver. Okay. Um, but well, we're going back to your love sets me free. It's about the same guy. Uh, I kind of had a fucking feeling. Excuse yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so what it was is it was towards it was you know it was towards the end of our relationship. But uh, and I realized our relationship was not going to work. And I but it was too painful to just be friends with him. And so I was realizing like I have to just like cut him out of my life because it's too painful to just be. He wanted to just be friends. It was too painful for me to do that. And so it was for me, I had to say goodbye so I could, you know, move on from it. And, um, and so that's what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> I know it. I got to know yeah. that. Like, as, as, so to get this right, and I don't want to stay stuck on that relationship because I know it hits deep. You got two songs about it on an album of 10. <laughs> so thank you for the 20%. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> and that's all I'm giving him. I will never write another song about him. By all the right, way. there it is. There it is. <laughs> I, I made that promise to myself. That is it. That's all he gets. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Twenty percent. <laughs> I want you to myself. <laughs> Damn it. But <laughs> um. Where the hell was I going with this? <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. It's yes. okay. It had to come out. It had to. <laughs> John, what's what's next for this for for you and you know post uh, pandemic? Even though I, I have a feeling we're about to go back to something like maybe a six month break. <laughs> it's 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 not looking real good, unfortunately. Is yeah, it? Yeah. No, um, I don't think so. No. So. Okay, so actually, one thing we didn't get in. So another part of this pandemic was, I have been I've been in Austin for twenty five years, and I was feeling a little itchy to start with. Like I was ready to maybe move on from Austin. Okay, I was feeling like my music would go better old in on the East Coast, um, where it's a little more liberal, a little more sort of acoustic singer songwriter. I feel like Texas has gotten more conservative and sort of more country in the last several years. Yeah. And, um, and so I was thinking about moving and think, trying to figure out where, and, and then it hit me. I was, so any, I ended up moving. I currently now live outside of Chicago. Okay. Uh, so I can be with my family. And, um, and so it's great. So one of the, I had a big tour planned for the East coast and, uh, Obviously, it got canceled, but uh, that's that's a big thing in my future. Is I want to travel up and down the East Coast. I'm so excited. Um, so that's as soon as I feel comfortable doing that, I'm going to put that together again. Um, you know, I started to I I had to cancel it. I started to do it again. I had to cancel it again. So this time, I'm like, I want to make sure that it's it's going to be good to go. I don't want to you know do it too soon. I already have um, uh, songs written for a new CD, 
And, uh, but this one obviously just came out a few months ago. So that one's, it's not going to be for a while, but uh, I want, and I want to write some more. It's not, I'm not ready yet, but I'm close. So those are my two, you know, well, three big things. So I moved here in October of 2020. So I haven't even been here a year yet. Okay. So I'm sort of still getting settled and enjoying this new part. After 25 years being in Illinois is a big change, but a nice change. Yeah. And uh, so I'm sort of enjoying that. And, um, and I'm getting back to playing gigs again consistently. Hopefully, like you said, it doesn't have to come to a halt yeah. again. Um, and then I then uh, I will uh, maybe maybe in a year from now, uh, a little less than a year, start working on the new CD and and get back in my RV and start touring again. That RV man, that RV got some history. <laughs> it's 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 a lot it's so much fun i mean it's a little rv but it's, it's got a little kitchen little bathroom you know it's got everything i need um and and for so i can go spend three weeks in it or so and and uh travel around and it's great it's fun you know then i'm ready to come home again for a while and and actually be able to stand up when i take a shower and things like that but <laughs> what <laughs> it's a little rv it's okay. a little rv yes <laughs> Wow. All right. Shout out. <laughs> oh, oh my God. This is amazing. Shout out to everybody listening. Tune in to QSAradio.com. I really hope that everything goes. So your, your, your views on things, 2020 kind of was like an internet time. You know, I think that that's what it was an internet time. And, um, one of these, one of these things that I, um, I like this didn't didn't like um well, how are you what is your view on vaccination Oh I I got vaccinated I was very happy to get vaccinated and um you know um I talked to people in the industry I mean research specialists uh um people that I trusted who very quickly made me realize that this was a safe thing. Um, you know, my head wasn't going to blow up or anything after I got vaccinated. And, um, and so, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad I did. I'm happy that most of my family has, um, and I wish everyone would, so we could get back to normal, you know, get past this. Yeah. I, I, I did the same thing. Uh, what's really crazy is like that, you know, I got these symptoms after and it said it would, you know, just like the flu shot, you get the flu, you're going to get sick, right? Because uh, whatever. But um, when I went back to my doc and I was like, I'm feeling kind of up, right? And then mm -hmm. she was like, uh, did you have it before? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, did I? Um, no. I didn't, and I just walked away like, uh-oh, did I have it before? Yeah, you you might have, yeah. <sighs> you might have been one of the lucky ones who didn't have any real symptoms, you know, when you had it. Yeah, like, if, if, if whatever, you know, I talk a lot. I, <laughs> I take very hot showers. Um, 
I hope I didn't get anybody sick. That's that's just the thing, right? This is the whole thing about it. You're just not trying to get anybody sick. Exactly. The end goal for all humans, regardless of what their views are, whether you believe in the money thing, because that's what it is. It's a fake thought, right? Or you believe in other things like rights that people should and shouldn't have. I don't care. The end goal is that we all survive. Mm. And, and thrive, hopefully, yes. Survive, thrive, go to another planet, you know, go to the beach over there. All right? Let's do that. Let's sing songs over there. Let's give them 20%. Let's do this. I'm not playing. I'm not and, and you know, normally I don't like to tell people what to do, and normally I don't care what people do. It, and, but in in this case, it's something that you know obviously affects everyone. So uh, you know, so I I wish people would all get vaccinated just so we could all, like I say, get back to normal. I don't even know what it is. What is normal? I don't care. Yeah, you know what I mean. I hate being online with people that close to me. Anyway, stay up away from me. <laughs> Right? Like, keep the six feet thing right there. <laughs> Who likes being online that close to anybody? Like, that's, whoa. That's, actually, that's a good point. Keep actually. the six yeah. feet thing right there. Those stickers on the floor. Shout out to the artist who makes them because they're the best designs I've ever seen. The arrows pointing. Love it. Keep it right ten there. Years, the ten years from now, stay six feet away Keep from it me. right I there. Just... Well, we all can agree on that. Let's get yes. serious. <laughs> Shout out to everybody oh listening to NinnyQSRadio.com. John McDonough with us, and we are going into our fast round. We have now started our fast round where our guests are asked a few questions about themselves that they wouldn't expect us to ask. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not like that. <laughs> Hope you didn't think we were that underground. <laughs> People All right, I am ready for this. <laughs> Okay, okay, check this out. So we're going to ask you a few questions, and some of the audience will ask a few questions themselves. It'll be really fast questions, so we can move on really quick. And, 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 and am I supposed to just answer quickly? Like, these are, like, quick quick answers, yes, right? I'm not really yes. supposed to elaborate. Just uh, like... If you want, it's fine. It's okay. We're having a combo anyway. It's lovely. Um, okay. Some of these things are funny, so if you want to giggle... All right. I'm fine. All right. Hit me. Is cereal soup? No. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Because it's only one ingredient. What? No, I'm trying. There's two ingredients. (laughs) It's milk. Okay. Well... No, but what if you don't use milk? Sometimes people eat their cereal dry. <laughs> AZ in Chicago says, I'm a chef. Cereal is not soup. Yes. Okay. Thank you, AZ. Okay. I'm with you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to AZ. I love her. Okay. What is the sexiest and least sexiest name? Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, well, Trump is pretty not sexy to me. So <laughs> I, 
Can I go there? Can I say that? Yes, it's okay. It's okay. I'm supposed I mean, to keep a straight face, but... I, I mean, if you want to really make it not sexy, you throw Trump out there and it kills any sex, any possibility. Um, uh, what is sexy? I'm trying to think of like a good European name that would sound sort of... Enzo. Enzo. <laughs> What? Enzo. Okay. <laughs> there's a there's a French tennis player I know named Enzo. I'm like, oh, that's that name sort of sexy. And he had to be French. Okay. I see where you're going there. Um, if you could go to space, what planet? Um, I think I'd have to go to uh, Saturn because I think the rings, uh, the I would. Looking at those rings, I think would be pretty incredible. I got a question here from Z. Uh, I don't know if she's asking me or you. Your favorite deep dish pizza place? Oh, um, of course, there's a place in Chicago. It starts with a G, and now I'm blanking out on the name of it. Somebody in Chicago's in here. They'll answer it here in a second. Yeah. Thank you, Chicago. What invisible? What's invisible, but you wish people could see? Oh my, that's a great question. What's invisible, but I wish people could see? Hmm. Mm. Don't don't say my thoughts, because my thoughts, my thoughts are dirty. <laughs> I'll say not my thoughts either. <laughs> Definitely not that. Don't what's do that. Invisible, but I wish people could see. You know, I I have an answer for this. I think, like, I wish people could see the goodness, the the goodness in in other people. Yes, I think there's like, and I mean, I think I think ninety nine percent of the population is a loving, you know, caring person. Um, of course, it's the one percent that we hear about. It's the one percent that makes the news. It's the one percent that says the horrible things about other people. But I think for the most part people are you know have good thoughts about other people have positive thoughts about other people want to support other people are loving and uh, i wish we could see that uh i got the answer out of uh chicago gino's or g giordano's giordano's that's the one i was thinking of. okay yes thank you chicago whoever that is thank you that's az shout out to az az thank you that's that's <laughs> guys in Illinois, man. I got an Illinois audience today, people. Like, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Why not? It's round. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't a need no dog. chefs. I don't need no chefs coming in here. F A Z A Z is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> She'll say no. What is the best Wi-Fi name you've seen? Oh, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't think of anything right now. I don't. I don't. I, I, people have become ridiculous with their Wi-Fi names, so it's like whatever. And, and and the truth is, like, I don't even really like. Yeah, I don't know. 
Oh, I'm sorry. That was a bust. I just it's all right. You know, you know, remember when you didn't have Wi-Fi and you used to connect and all these names come up, That that's what they're talking about, but it's okay. What's the most ridiculous fact that you know? Anybody in the chat can answer that too. Uh, well, now I can't. Oh, the ridiculous! I learned this from my niece, and it was it was um, only a ten year old would t- would you know be excited to share this with me. But it was how many times a person farts a day. What I say that I'd say that's probably the most ridiculous what? fact I know. Oh. <laughs> can somebody Google that for me, please? What <laughs> I need to know that now. And That's it's, a, a, it's, an, it's an astoundingly high number. A, but, no way. Yes. Then I got issues. <laughs> I need to list some gas out. Because, I actually don't remember the exact number, but it was either in the 20s. I think it was in the 20s. It might have been, a, yeah, I think it was in the 20s. AZ says her, her ridiculous fact is that banana is a berry. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Now, see, I would have never known that either. And uh, also, and that, that's a little bit less offensive than my facts. So good job, <laughs> great, <laughs> nice. Um, the question, Easy. He calls his chef. The chef is in the building. I can't believe we have chefs here. But uh, thank you so much. If you deck it out with chili dog, it's a sandwich. Oh, whatever. Okay. It's All round. Right. It's because it's round. <laughs> But what's the best inside joke you've been a part of? <laughs> I, I can't say it. I what? Can't say it. Yo, it's, what? it's too dirty. I cannot share it. Okay. It's too dirty. I <laughs> oh, the questions again and a little ridiculous. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Oh my god. I have no idea. One. Let's, and it's it's a what? Um, what body part do you wish you could detach in one? Oh God! <laughs> uh, what the fuck are we doing? My nipples. What, are, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? What used to? Yo, pass. What used to be? <laughs> What used to be <laughs> my nipples? Yo, that's a, like one of our favorite words here. What used to be considered trashy, but now is very classy? Uh, tattoos. True, true. I got, I got some. You know, somebody thinks I I got... said, that was the first thing that popped into my head. Talk about a culture shift regarding tattoos. I'm right? telling you. Whew. And for those who still don't like tattoos, please go get one. All right. <laughs> what are what are some of the nicknames you have for cons- customers or coworkers? Um, well, one I was talking about my uh, my friend producer in Texas, and uh, I didn't come up with this, but you'll, this is a pretty good story. So his nickname from I I met him through another person who called him Kip. Now, Kip was the person on um, that movie. Um, oh, God, what was the name of that movie? 
It was about, uh, it was, oh, this is going to drive me insane. I got, I got Google right here. Pedro. There was Pedro in it. You know, Pedro was the best friend of the guy with sort of the red bushy hair. Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, yes. I'm telling you, Google, shout out to Google. Anyways. Kip. um, So this guy called this guy Kip and introduced him as Kip and referred to him as Kip. And so I called this guy Kip forever. And one day we're sitting there and another person is calling him Kevin. And I looked at him and I said, why is he calling you Kevin? And he's like, that's my name. (laughs) And I was like, I thought it was Kip. And he's like, no, that's just what this other person always called me. (laughs) Then he never corrected me. Wow. So that was a pretty good nickname that That, stuck. Yeah, that's nice. Big shout out to everybody listening. We're in the middle of our fast round, and it's getting ridiculous. Okay. (laughs) What? Who asked the question about the body part that I would want? Uh, That was me. Sorry, I'm just reading. Oh, I should have known it was you. (laughs) What two total, totally, what two totally normal things become really weird if you do them back to back? Why? Oh my god, these take some thought. Two normal things that become weird if you do them back to back. Okay, uh, I'm gonna think of something. Uh, Again, laughing. No. (laughs) These are like dirty questions. Are they really? It's because it's late. I'm telling you, it's past dinner time. Everybody (laughs) thinks crazy. It leads to dirty thoughts because that's the only way like that would become weird. Do normal things in backpack that are weird. If it's in like the, set, the they love it in the chat. Sex, they love it. It in becomes the chat. dirty. I bet they are. They love it. They love it in the chat. I'm telling you, they're in there. Like, uh, I want to answer, but <laughs> what what would the world be like if it was filled with male and females copies of you? It went what back there. The How did like? it go back there? How what does would the he... world be like if it was filled with male and He started laughing. Of me? You know where he went with that already. Oh my God. What? Do we have a song like that? I need to hear it. I think the world, it would be a little overbearing. Let's say that. <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need male and female copies of me. I think one is enough. <laughs> oh my God. John McDonough. <laughs> John McDonough on QSJRadio.com Planes fly too low (laughs) You want to go to the desert tonight You want to see the children play The new year's just an hour old and you still can't be alone I never thought I'd see you again, I never thought you'd come back here You cry out, get in my car, we'll drive to the border and forget who we are And sometimes the planes, they fly too low Sometimes the planes, they fly too low Sometimes the planes, they fly too low 
Sometimes the planes they fly too low. Your voice is hoarse; it gives you away. You're still trying to change the past. You fall to your knees, your hands for bath. The grass, a picture of your baby, is all you have. And sometimes the planes they fly too low. 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 It's time we stand up and be who we are. Let our voices ring out and be who we are. Wash ourselves clean and be. Sometimes the planes they fly too low. Sometimes the planes they fly too low. John McDonough on QSJRadio.com. Before we get John back on here, I just want you guys to know that these songs were kind of his favorite songs from past. Uh, CDs uh, decided to make an acoustic version of it to break down what happened here today <laughs> um, in the funniest way and manner uh, or maybe just the most professional 2020 brought some of unexpected changes for John uh, with the pandemic and travel restrictions John used his time to work on his guitar skills and record an acoustic CD named Second Chances we've been hearing so many songs from it today um, some of you guys have heard it through our shows, and um, some of them are you're hearing for the first time. Second, Second Chances consists of his favorite songs from previous albums, Dreams and Imagination, Surrounding Colors, and uh, it's been this, this album has been released um, March. It's been doing well. It's been chart-topping the iTunes world. And uh, he also decided to move to Chicago, as we've been hearing, you know, Deep Dish, all that stuff, and all familiar places, <laughs> um, to be closer with his family, and as well as take advantage of the new musical opportunities in the area. John plans to tour the United States. Everybody's talking about supporting them. I just want to know, John, where can everybody follow you if you post, like, events coming up and stuff like that because i have people that will now drive to to you you're in we have a chef in the freaking chat i'm telling you hey that is fantastic <laughs> so um uh so this is what i always this is what i do to make it easy for people so i know my name is sort of a mouthful and it's hard to spell um so i set up a twitter account and it's john m live 
John M. Live. And if you go there, the first tweet is links to all my sites, to my website, to Facebook, to YouTube, uh, to Instagram. And that's the whole purpose of that Twitter account. It's just an easy place for you to go and find my links for all my sites. Um, and then you can choose where to follow me from there. The best places are my website and Facebook. Um, and my website is johnmcdonaldlive.com. I obviously, I post all my shows there and everything. I, and I do on Facebook as well. But um, if you haven't trouble spelling my name or finding me, go to John M. Live on Twitter. And like I said, you can find the links to all the stuff there. And uh, AZ, I have shows coming up in the area. I would love to uh, meet you and have you come out. Yes. I just and I, anyone anyone else in the area too. I'm just thinking of AZ because I just remember. But if anyone else is in the area as well, do me a favor. Make sure you guys take a pic. I need the height difference. I need. I need, <laughs> I need that. Oh, and I don't know if Nick is still listening, but when I forgot to say another goal of mine besides making a new CD tour in the East Coast is I want to get to Europe to play shows. I've never done that. It's been a goal of mine for several years. I had plans to do it before the pandemic hit, and so. Uh, uh, and England is one of my favorite countries. So Nick, maybe I'll meet you one day over there. Hopefully. Yes, man. And they're very, very, they're responding very well over there on Twitch, uh, dot, uh, an excellent time having you here, John. Thank you so much. We had some giggles. We also had, we had some teardrops. Um, we had 20%. And that was where that that's about the twenty percent we're giving them, right? So that's, right. that's uh, all I can give twenty percent. And we're done. We're done. We're done, right? We're done. Okay. Remix coming out. So <laughs> my show is 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 based on unsigned artists. You know, they're they're trying out there. They're doing their best. Um, what is some advice that you would give to artists who are starting, who probably even think they got it like that? Um, what what what's some advice as as someone who's doing this as as a living um, can can give to these unsigned artists? Sure, I always I always say the same thing, and I think this is the best uh, advice I can give, and the best advice I've heard. And I'll tell you how it came about. I have a very good friend who's also a musician in Austin. And several years ago, we were talking and there was, you know, there's so much stuff you can record, you can play live, you can do live streaming, you can make music videos. And I, I looked at him and I was like, there's so much stuff to do. I was like, what do you focus on? And he goes, you have to do it all and do it all the time. And I thought that was really the perfect thing to say, because you do, you have to play live, you have to, you know, right you have to work on your craft you have to make music videos you have to um you have to do it all and you have to do it all the time and and that's really that's the bottom line and I, this is how i try to look at it instead of it being overwhelming because it can seem overwhelming i look i like to look at it as as ways to not get burned out um if I'm struggling with the songs I'm trying to write and nothing's coming, I'll be like, okay, let's go learn a few cover songs and just take a break from that. Or if I'm, um, you know, playing lots of gigs and feeling a little burned out with playing live, I'm like, maybe this is a good time to make a CD and take a break from playing live. And then we can get back to playing live after I make the CD. 
If I'm burned out with practicing and just sort of burned out with music in general, I'm like, let's go make a music video and do that for a little bit, you know? So that's how I sort of think about it to help me not get burned out, but still always trying to be productive. So it's basically like do everything you have, but have kind of a, a, a schedule and, and not, not put everything in the schedule at the same time. You're going to have to take breaks. Mix it up a little bit. That's right. Big shout out to that. Thank you so much, John, for coming on here, giving everything to us and such a great conversation. People are asking us to come for you to come back again. So when you you do drop that next album, I definitely got you. You're, you're here. You're stuck. I would love it. So thank you. And thank you for everyone who was listening and asking questions. It's been a blast and I would love to come back. Yes. Thank you, John. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Sounds great. Big shout out to everybody listening. Tune in to QSJRadio.com. Home of the unsigned artists. You already know John McDonough. I hope I said that right. But (laughs) um, the place where I belong. Thank you so much, John. We'll talk soon.
I'd do anything to get a little closer to the sun and be as alive as I can be. This is the place where I belong. It's a feeling I've never known. The aspens speak to me in the breeze. And one day when I'm gone, my words will be written in stone. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. John McDonough. Oh my God. I'm going to go ahead and put his album back in the chat. If you guys want to go ahead, follow him on that Twitter at JM Live. Um, so you can get all those uh, links to his music. We're definitely going to have him on. I do want to thank the great management at MTS who put this together. This is the place where I belong. We'll talk to you guys soon. Shout out to everybody listening in. Stay tuned for the Mad Love Mix.